Welcome into today's program, and oh my goodness, they're one game away. One game away, can you believe it? Happy New Year to everybody, by the way. And uh, what a what a weekend it was. Uh, it was a terrific time, a lot of good football. The college football playoffs have lived up to everything we thought they would be, and uh, the, uh, uh, the game yesterday for the Green Bay Packers was, uh, I'm going to come on today's show saying, I was wrong. I, I I was wrong. I we talked about it yesterday on the Green and Gold Post Game Show. For those of you that uh, paid attention to it, but I was wrong. I uh, I told everybody going into that game yesterday. I just had a bad feeling. I picked the Packers uh, to lose Wednesday night when we do our picks during the huddle. Thursday when Ben and I uh, do our picks against the spread, we talked a little bit about this Packers game, and then again on Friday when Mike Clemens was on, Mike said, "Nope, I feel good about it." I said, "No, I don't." I thought, you know what, between Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, they pick up Hawkinson. Uh, obviously, the running back tandem uh, of Dalvin Cook and, and Madison, all the weapons, and Kirk Cousins is playing really well. And I thought, nope, no, I just, I, I'm not going to jump. The Packers are winning games, but I, 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 I got to wait. They got to put that stamp on something. And I just didn't feel good about it. I thought, you know, it, it's probably going to end up being some kind of a shootout, maybe. Maybe 33-30, 33-28. I just I didn't think the Packers would win that game. And man, man, was I wrong. Um now the offense did not play great. Let, let's start there. The, the way the Packers right now are getting it done is their defense is getting turnovers, going all the way back to the game against the Bears. The defense is getting turnovers. Uh they're putting the offense in good field position. The offense is scoring. Uh, I think uh, uh, I, I think in in the last four or five games, uh, the Packers have like eight punts. It, it's like something crazy stupid. I was kind of going through some stuff and counting it up this morning, uh, and then I thought, well, why? Because the offense isn't punching a ball in on a consistent basis, and it's basically because the defense has been so good, and the special teams have been so good because the defense is getting stops. And Keyshawn Nixon and the special teams have been giving them good returns and the ball damn near midfield. Their their starting position's been right around like their own 40 on average. So they've been really good. They haven't had to go far to get points, So which is fantastic, which, which is, you know, it, <laughs> this is everything we thought it would be at the beginning of the season. It's just now starting to really happen. Um, but I want to I, I take today – to at least start off today, okay, without even getting into the Lions side of things because that's where all the analysts are going to go because this morning already, uh, you know, people are saying, look, Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. The Lions, even after they got rid of Hawkinson, they're clicking. They're firing on all cylinders. They use two tight ends. Amra St. Brown has become a stud. I mean, they have got a lot of different things they do, and they do it extremely well. Their offensive line has really become solidified. Uh, Goff doesn't get sacked a ton. You know, so all of that... All of that helps, right? But I want to I want to start today because this is going to pain a lot of people. Uh, there's there's this if if you if you feel like you need to wear a cup today to listen to this show or at least the first part of it, go go put it on now. I'll, I'll give you a minute. Ben Kenny, how you doing today? Oh, good. Um, cupless, I guess. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, if you know if you got the stones to withstand it. The kick to the groin today, I, that's okay. But I, I, we got to do something, and it's going to be painful. Okay. okay. I'm interested to hear what it is. 
I'll jump right into that pool now that everybody's got the cup on. Um, I went back and watched that game, part of it last night when I got home and part of it this morning, and then I thought, okay, let me see if what I saw was real. And sure enough, this morning, a couple of different people confirmed it. Joe Barry had a hell of a scheme yesterday. Let that sink in. Joe Barry had a hell of a scheme. Basically, um, Jair followed Justin Jefferson. And what they did was most of the time they were cover two or cover three, and they had Jair on, I think it was three to four occasions. He just hit Jefferson at the line of scrimmage, like just reach up and and, and not punched him, but just kind of gave him a what for and threw him off of his rhythm a little bit. Okay? So that was one. Two was played a lot of cover two and cover three, and he was moving safeties and, and coverage in that direction of Justin Jefferson. Thus, the fact that Hawkinson got free so much over the middle and, and in crossing routes. And which, by the way, two or three times yesterday, Quay Walker in, in two different coverages, three three different coverages, two on Hawkinson, one on uh, Justin Jefferson, did a really good job. I mean, if he ever develops and you would assume he would, but if he ever develops a move to be able to really become a run stuffer as well, oh, my God, that that guy might be one of the best finds for a middle linebacker in the Packers uh, organization in a long, long, long time. So kudos to him. But they they did a lot of coverage movement. It wasn't always press man. It, some of it was zone. But what they did was is they rolled – bracket coverage they basically had him Jair on his side of the field but they rolled coverage most of the time in Justin Jefferson's direction to say look you're not going to beat us we're going to disrupt your route but we're also going to bring a blitzer or the the front four got it done a lot yesterday kind of on their own but they would bring a blitzer every now and then or they would bring a, a linebacker up the line and fake the blitz the linebacker would drop back and then they would bring an extra outside from 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 the outside pressure so i mean they just mixed it up and and this we hadn't seen this pretty much all season long not not to this level and one of the things that i thought was rather interesting after the game and i don't know if mike so i i I hate to speak out of turn here i don't know if mike clemens said it on the air or if mike clemens said it when we were driving home last night and and i apologize and if mike didn't say it on the air then i apologize but i'm going to spill the beans anyway mike was talking about some of the guys in the locker room saying hey you know, with this man coverage and Justin Jefferson, like we didn't do a lot of just, you know, go out and get press man. And Mike said, what do you, what do you mean? They said, we just got everybody on the same page. Guys are talking now. We made everybody commit. Everybody's got everybody's cell phone number. So now they're texting each other. Hey man, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about that? Hey, did you do this? They're talking in individual meetings. They're forcing them all to sit down together. And talk and 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 in practice and bringing everybody together, not just like the D backs or or the linebackers. You know, they're bringing everybody together, and it's created this this. They're all buying in. They all got each other's backs now. Before, remember, there was the ah, I'm just going to do my thing. I and there was some freelancing going on, and that just doesn't work. And now. You know, at least coming out of that locker room last night, some of the guys are saying, "No, nah, you know, we're, we're we're we got each other's back. We we're good." You saw it yesterday. 
There was at one point in time Rasul Douglas and Rudy Ford, uh, it was a crossing pattern to Hawkinson, and Hawkinson was going left to right, came across. It was kind of like a six-yard pass. It was nothing big. But immediately, Rudy Ford popped up and was pointing at Rasul. Rasul came over to him, and then they brought in after the play. Now, I don't know if the television showed it, but they brought in after the play. In comes Amos, and Amos came up to the to the to the you know the the little you know duo huddle there if you will Amos came up and then he was pointing like no you have this guy you got this guy no you're and they're nodding like okay yeah you're right okay it was just a different level of communication and of uh, of uh, of team I guess my for, I, I don't want to sound cliche and hokey but they bought in to whatever Joe Barry was selling and that, that defense played magnificently last night. Now, the field had something to do with it. There was a lot of slipping going on last night. I mean a lot of slipping going on last night. The, the, the Vikings weren't used to it. They play on a really steady, everyday, no-problem turf where you know what your footing is and there's not a lot of give. Last night there was give. It was moist. It was, it was, a, it was a, like a moist, misty, rainy morning. And then the field... You know, field was nice. It was in good condition. It just it was chunking, and they were slipping a lot. You know, I saw uh, there was a couple of times Justin Jefferson slipped. One time uh, KJ Osborne slipped. Uh, another time Kirk Cousins slipped, going back, dropping back in a, uh, to pass. They had to change cleats quite a bit. But the 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 job that Joe Barry did for all the time and I'm going to be fair cuz I don't I don't like Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator. I gave him a lot of credit last year because he deserved it. But I still never liked the pick, okay? Let me say that. But I I really I what he put together and what he got everybody to buy into, coaches, players, everything. It worked. It worked. And I, I'm, you know what, I'm, you know, people are saying, well, it's probably a product of, of Jerry Gray. No, no, I stop. If you're going to rip the defense and give Joe Barry all the grief, then when they play well, you got to give them the credit. Okay. You got to give them the credit. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fall into that trap because I think it's unfair. You got to be real. And they had a, they had a terrific defensive scheme. Now between the defense and special teams, you talk about, you know, scoring points. Yeah. I mean, when all three phases score, it's it makes life so much easier. So much easier. And that's what they did last night. So kudos to the Packers, man. I just, <laughs> it, it was uh, Keyshawn Nixon. I was watching him warm up prior to the game and all the trainers and, and the general manager. Everybody was out on the field. Uh, for him and Christian Watson. Christian Watson, not a great game. Just didn't look right still. And plus, uh, he was 0 for 4 early on in the game. Uh, the, the one pass he had was basically at his feet. He got both hands on it. Should have been a catch, but it was a drop. It would have been a tough catch, but it was a drop. Uh, then he had one over the top. It hit him in the hands. And you got to pull that in, dude. Son, if you're listening, you got to pull those in. Because that could be the difference between going advancing in the postseason or sitting at home. You got to pull them in, man. If they hit you in the hands, you got to pull it in. Other than that, the other two pass, he was just deep all the time. It was just, you know, third and short, fourth and short, just go deep. I, I, I don't understand. I still have issues with Matt Lafleur and the play calling. 
I, there are times in that game, Aaron Jones gashed him for, two, for like 12 yards, 7 yards, 4 yards, 12 yards, 11 yards. And next thing you know, out he, they get down inside the 10, out he comes. Let's put in A.J. Dillon. I, I'm like, wait, what? And not only did they pull him, I thought, you know, okay, pull him out for a play, and then he goes back in. Maybe he's tired. You know, get a thing of Gatorade. Okay, water, good, go back in. No, he comes over. They put a jacket around him. Gatorade, he goes to the other end of the bench. It's like, okay, you're done, son. Go sit down, and uh, we'll bring you in when we need you. I'm, I, I was, what? What? Man, the floor, what are you doing? You outthought yourself. And then they ended up saying, settling for a field goal. I, I, I just, some of the play calling is baffling. The, the Basically being in shotgun all the time. Uh, eliminating your play action. And I've said it time and again, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best play action fakers there is. And you just take that portion of the game away from him. It is the dumbest thing, and I don't understand why he does it, but he does. I, 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 you're going to live with it. And I, I know what's going to happen is come the end of the season, when they eventually falter, I'm going to say it's mainly because the offense still isn't right. As much as we've looked at this team and said, you know what, they're running the football better, they're, they're chunking up yards, uh, over 120 yards a game over the last four or five games. I mean, they didn't run the ball great against Miami. Aaron, Aaron Jones only having three touches in the first half of that ball game was ridiculous. I know he has the ankle issue, but come on, man. Not even having him on the field at times. Unless he was really hurting, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You always take your most dynamic players out of key situations, and I never understood that. I never understood it. That's like running a race and running a race and running a race, and then just for your final pit stop, changing tires from the, the big slicks you would normally run down to bicycle tires. What, why? And then saying go run as fast and as far. It just doesn't make sense. But that's what Matt LaFleur does. That's what he does. I had more of a problem yesterday with Matt LaFleur in the play calling than I did with Joe Barry in the defense. But otherwise, that was an ass-kicking. That was an ass-kicking. We talked about it prior to the game. We said two things that are going to have to happen. Two things in this game. One is pressure on, on Kirk Cousins. And two, you got to be able to run the football. Get the ball back in the hands of Aaron Jones. As a matter of fact, only in Miami, they had only three touches in the first half last week for Aaron Jones. Last night, the first five straight plays were designed for Aaron Jones. Uh, a couple of runs, a couple of passes out of the backfield, and then another run. So they, 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 they it's like the overcorrection and it worked, and you were moving the football, and then you pull them out. And, you, you know, I get it if it's fourth and one or third and one, and you're going to plunge it into the end zone, and you're going to run, you know, A.J. Dillon, or damn it, you know, put A.J. Dillon in a, in a fullback position or a, a dual-back situation, and then if you want to plunge him in, go ahead. But you got to have the ability to be able to say, hey, look, if I have to, I can either hit Big Dog, or I can hit Tanyan, or I can hit Watson, or Romeo Dubs, or, or Randall Cobb. But i got to be able to hit one of my most dynamic receivers, that Aaron Jones, coming out of the backfield. i got to have the ability to have one of my most, my, my most dynamic playmakers on the field. That, that is mind-numbing. Otherwise, you could have won that game 50-17. to 17. It, it just it frustrates me sometimes. But that's where I stand today. You got to give, got to give Joe Barry a little bit of credit. So that being said, today, 
We're going to open it up. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. Find Ben Kenny at Ben Z. Kenny. Sorry, had a big sneeze coming. At Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. YouTube is simply YouTube.com. Slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, over on the website, which is simply thebillmichaels.com. And uh, you can listen to all our takes and re-listen to the program and such. Uh, on Spotify, you can listen to it on Apple iTunes. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts. I want to say thanks to everybody listening to us all throughout the network, which continues to grow. We appreciate it. Uh, to our fine friends in Madison at our flagship station, our friends in Milwaukee as well that listen on the Big 920. Spread the word to your friends. I can't believe that there's still people in Milwaukee that walk up and go, where are you at? Like, uh, we've been on Big 920 for a long time. They don't spend any money on us, and they don't promote us at all. But uh, we, we're doing we're doing pretty well. So find us over there at 920 a.m. on your dial in Milwaukee. And, and spread the word to your friends. And then you can find us in Green Bay. You can find us in Menominee Marinette, in Viroqua, all over the great state of Wisconsin. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, open up the phone lines. We're going to be at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill coming up on Wednesday night. The Bill Michaels Huddle is back. We're going to be down at the Mecca, down in the Deer District. Hopefully you can join us. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Thanks to Bud Light, another terrific year on tap of 2023. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. A new year? How about a new you? That's right, new male medical. And uh, I'm at uh, I'm at Lambo yesterday. I walked in uh, early. I was uh, we went over to the Green Bay House. By the way, thanks thanks to Tom and Aaron and all the gang at the Green Bay House. We are going to be there next week. If you follow the the Green Bay House on Instagram, it is it's just a cool place. They uh, you know like many of the houses up there. Uh, they gutted it, turned it into kind of a tailgate spot. Uh, but we're going to be there live next Sunday uh, with the Green and Gold postgame show immediately following the Packers and the Lions. And hopefully we're celebrating our ass off. But uh, it's going to be brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. As a matter of fact, we're bringing Bud Light with us. So uh, you want to swing by the Green Bay house. Should be a lot of fun. Well, maybe we get a big Bud Light truck to pull up out front. That'd be nice. But we're going to be there immediately following the game. So thanks to Tom and Aaron for inviting us. But I'm walking in uh, yesterday, and uh, Mike uh, was Mike Clemens was out taking pictures of Vikings fans. And I had a guy come up to me, and he said, hey, big guy, uh, wearing snowsuit, comes over and he says, hey, you're Bill Michaels. I said, yeah. He says, does that new mail work? And I said, well, for the weight loss and, and the low T stuff? He said, yeah. I said, yes, it does. I said, as a matter of fact, January 2nd, meaning today, uh, I'm, I, I kind of went back on the program, uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, and I didn't really stick to it throughout the holidays. And I thought, you know what? Everybody does the new year's resolution, but I just, I haven't been feeling great lately. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get everything back in line, go over and see the guys, get all the numbers checked and good to go. And that's what I did. So today starting out on the regimen and uh, give it 30 days. I want to go into super bowl feeling great. 
uh, heading down to Arizona, so that's what I'm going to do. And he says, does it work? I said, yes, it does. You just you just do the plan, you know, and you jumpstart yourself. It's not like it's a complete morphing and makeover. It's not a whole thing like that. But there's so many things that they can do. So he said, okay, I'm going to call. I said, okay. So maybe today, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's New Mail Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. You can give him a call. And, uh, yes, like I said, it, it does work. Um, so uh, I want to get to the phone calls because I just want to kind of open up the lines. I'm going to get to everybody on the Bud Light live stream as much as I can today, too, and read a lot of the stuff that you guys and girls have to say over there. Uh, let's start out our buddy Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, good morning, Bill. I was uh, listening to your broadcast last night. Everything was spot on, by the way, what you said. Um if the Packers can play like they did yesterday, moving forward, okay, let's say we, they're going to beat the Lions. The only way they can lose is if they beat themselves, okay, with turnovers mm-hmm. and so on. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want your personal, honest opinion if, in fact, we ever have to face our nemesis, San Francisco, along the way here, can we? Can the Packers finally exercise the demons from this team? Because it seems like that is always our, our, our block, our blockade, yeah, mm-hmm. basically. So the way that they're playing right now, and if you compare them, the roster, you know, apples to apples, each, each team, is there any way as of playing yesterday that they can beat just about any team? Because, you know, the, the second half is the postseason anyway. Anything can happen, but... Right. Let me get your personal opinion on that. I'll I'll take uh, I'll take everything offline after this. Okay, yeah, appreciate it. I, uh, I can they beat them? Yeah, they can beat them, uh, but they have to play one almost a perfect game. And two, uh, remember, it, it seems like Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well when he goes to San Francisco on a consistent basis. It seems like the the scheming of Shanahan gets the best of Matt Lafleur. And let's be honest, they have the number one ranked defense. That's what they're winning with. I mean, Brock Purdy has been a breath of fresh air. Don't get me wrong. But they and maybe by then they'll even get Debo Samuel back. But the uh, the the defense is the the number one thing is you got to be able to move the football. So for that would be to me it would be where the Packers defense has to play as well, if not better, in the turnover category than the 49ers defense does because the 49ers have always figured out something. Whether it was Mostert and being able to run the football, whether it was last year in special teams because they knew they couldn't beat the Packers head-to-head in score-to-score, so they said, well, let's do this. We'll beat them in special teams, and that's what they did. So some area, you're going to look at this team, you're going to self-scout and go, okay, where are the Packers the weakest? And that's what we're going to, that's where we're going to beat them. And that's what Shanahan's been really, really good at in his staff. So to me, I think they would be almost with quarterback play and such, they'd probably be an equal team. They're a much better defense than the Packers are, but the Packers could be better offensively than they are. They got certainly better experience at quarterback than Brock Purdy. So it would be a it would be the Brock Purdy trying to take over the Hall of Famer type of matchup. But it's whether or not Aaron Rodgers because you need Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers pretty much all season long. He pl- he's playing better, and the guys around him are playing better. Uh, but it, it, Aaron Rodgers, make no mistake about it, he not only has to be a leader, he's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy that's on. He can't be missing targets and can't be throwing it to people's feet and stuff like that. He's got to be on for them to win. Can they? Yes. The likelihood of it, 
I would probably, if I was going to bet my house, I'd probably put my house on San Francisco, but it wouldn't shock me if the Packers won that game and exercised those. Really, and appreciate the phone call, and went into that game as an underdog and walked away with a win. It wouldn't surprise me because so far, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, coming out of the Detroit game, you know, everything, it's not like overwhelmingly surprising, but there's been a lot of stuff that surprised me. Because the the team is playing the football that we expected them to play. This is the way the team was supposed to look coming out of the shoot week one. And then offensively, they were supposed to get better. And instead, it's been kind of this mishmash of crap and bad play and bad moments and lackadaisical play. And, you know, because I I was asked yesterday, Mark Mark asked me, uh, a buddy of mine that was sitting next to me uh, upstairs when I was seeing a few of the guys. Uh, he said, hey, what do you think the difference is? I said, I'll tell you what, because it, it, everybody's trying to figure it out. What's the difference? Joe Barry, scheme? No, they believe. They finally believe. That fourth quarter of the Chicago game, when they went, holy crap, we can win. We got something to play for. We can, we can do this. Whether it's Aaron Rodgers being leadership or whether it's somebody on the defense, somebody said, let's get after it. And you could see that that little that little bit of energy, that quicker step. And instead of being a guy that's going through the motions and you're there where you're supposed to be, but you're really not there with that same enthusiasm, you know? Instead of getting a shoulder into somebody and trying to lay them out and trying to get the ball, you're getting an arm tackle. And then they're breaking tackles. And, you know, remember 22 tackles they missed in that game that, that Matt LaFleur had his guys count. 22 t- It's because they weren't in the right place at the right time. They were half-step slow. There wasn't the energy. There wasn't the livelihood. There wasn't all of that going on. You know, and sometimes think about it, what you do for whatever walk of life. You know, if you're a construction worker and you're just like, you know, hey, you're doing the same stuff, but you're doing the same stuff a little faster, a little more energy, right? Garbage man, you're, you're picking up garbage a little bit quicker. You're enthused. Let's go get it in and out of the truck. Let's go. That's what it, it, whatever, whatever we do. You know, some days you're lackadaisical and you're just kind of like, whatever, and you you do it right, but you're going through the motions. And then there's other days that you're energized about it and you get it done. Let's do this. That's the way this defense is playing now. That's That's what they're doing. So instead of an arm tackle or being a step slow on Justin Jefferson or Hawkinson across the middle or K.J. Osborne down the sideline, instead of a step slow, they're energized, man. They're keeping up with them. They're performing at peak, and that, that's, what, that's what's been missing. So for whatever reason, they, they, I don't want to say they flipped the switch, but they, they flipped the switch, you know? 877-867-1670. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. A lot of people on hold. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show. I don't want to sit here and go, it's a victory Monday, but it kind of is. Kind of an overused term, you know? Everybody's got a victory Monday of some type, but uh, but uh, it, it's a good Monday after what happened. Now it's an excitement because this is now, I you know, people have been saying, well, the Packers have been playing playoff football the whole way. Yeah, you, you have, but it's not a one and done. 
now it's playoff football because there is no tomorrow. You you have to win on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day you get to chosen to play. And that's it. It's Sunday. You lose. Is it Sunday? Okay. Did they give us a time yet? No, but they already said which games were Saturday. Okay. Uh, I didn't think people were asking me last night. They said, oh, no, they're going to be the Saturday night game. No, they're not, because the only t- the only way is if it's a, 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 an all or nothing game without any other ramifications. So uh, if the Packers win, they're in. If they lose, they're out. But if Detroit wins, Detroit has to see if Seattle loses or wins. And what the, the NFL does not want is having another team scoreboard watch prior to their game. And then if they, you know, if they find out they're not going to the postseason, say things change. Maybe they start a backup quarterback or what have you. The NFL wants full competition to the best of their ability up to the very end. And that's the reason they held all the times off uh, for the final uh, game of the season. So uh, I kind of got the sense that the Packers game is either going to be a afternoon game, a 325 game or a noon game. Uh, I think you're going to see Jacksonville and Tennessee be the Sunday night game because it's for all the marbles. You win, you win the division, you go to the postseason, you lose, you're going home. And they, they love that. So that's that's the drama they want on Sunday night. So I don't think that uh, they're going to uh, they're going to make the Packers that, that primetime game like a lot of people were hoping for. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our buddy uh, Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. And a good uh, Happy New Year to him. And he said Happy New Year to everybody else as well. Call him 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. And you can follow him on Facebook at Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Good stuff. Okay. So uh, let's do this real quick. I, I want to get to the phone call. And then I, I want to play something for you because... It really, I, I, I did see Paul Allen yesterday, by the way. I stopped into the broadcast booth. Paul and I were talking a little bit before the game for about 15 minutes, and he had to get to work because he had to go do the post-game, or the pregame show. But uh, we were talking a little bit, too, about uh, the Jair stuff. And uh, there's this whole thought of what was said, and I, I was explaining to him, I'm like, that's not what was said. If you listen to the entire discussion, it wasn't, he wasn't saying, oh, Justin Jefferson's a fluke. That, that's not it. But that's the way the Vikings wanted to portray it. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play something for you coming up here in just a few. So hang in there. Let's go to our buddy Mike listening to us in Jackson. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, how are you doing? Great. What are you thinking? Matt, I remember talking to you before, after the Chicago game, and I said that this team's on a mission now. Things are clicking. They're going to win out. Mm-hmm. And all we just and 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 you remember all the Vikings fans that were calling up in the past week or so, yep. saying that they don't fear this team. Well, well what are they thinking now? Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you right now, there's a good chance they're coming in the U.S. Bank Stadium in the playoff game, and uh, they're going to have to face the Packers again. Uh, so, they yeah if the, if the uh, well. If San Francisco loses and the Vikings win this weekend, then the Vikings would jump back to the two seed, and then if the Packers get in, then they would go to U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, all I got to say is let's just take care of next week's game, and it doesn't really matter who they play. I I, I don't think anybody wants to play the Packers in the playoffs right now. 
No, I would agree with that, that right now that uh, the Packers are one of those teams that are starting to get hot as people are looking at it going, you know, if this team's starting to peak and get better and the defense is starting to play the way everybody thought it would, it's like, wow, then you're right. I don't think anybody's going to really want to see this team when it comes to uh, when it comes to the postseason. I I would agree with that. Well, hopefully we can get a couple of Vikings fans to call the show today. (laughs) We'll see. To hear from them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, no, I agree with you. We'll see, no doubt. Appreciate the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, By the way, uh, I was right but wrong. Uh, The Titans-Jaguars are going to be Saturday night, not Sunday night. So they're going to be the uh, ESPN game, and uh, the Chiefs and Raiders are going to be the Saturday afternoon game, just an FYI. So uh, I kind of figured that, but uh, I just took a look at the schedule, so... For those that are pointing it out to me, thank you so much. So the Titans-Jaguars are going to be the Saturday night. So the Sunday night game, who do you think is going to be the Sunday night game? That's Could it be the Ravens and the Bengals? Both teams of which are in, but they're fighting for the top spot in the division. Um... Just trying to figure this out here. I, and you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it right now. Let me Let me play this for you, okay? Um, Ben Lieber, uh, used to play for the Vikings and the Chargers and the Rams and such. And he, he, he works on K fan, uh, after the game, uh, on his Twitter account, he did a, um, a self video, uh, at Lambeau field last night. And I want you to take a listen as to, you know, kind of now he's a Vikings guy as to why the Vikings lost this football game and then what else he has to say. I want, I, I want because it's such, it just gets under my saddle, man, for whatever reason it just does. Take a listen to what Ben Lieber has to say. Well, I tell you what, when the Vikings lose, they lose pretty bad. Uh, yet another embarrassing loss for the season. Uh, they drop down to the number three seed in the playoffs. And I think it's as simple as this. You can't turn the ball over four times. Uh, You can't give up massive points off those turnovers. You can't block a punt, get the ball in the Green Bay one-yard line and have to settle for three points. And then you turn around and give up a 105-yard kickoff return. Game was pretty much over at that point. Here's the thing I want to talk about, though. Jair Alexander talking all this trash about how the first game against J.J. at the beginning of the season was just a fluke. That was his word. It was a fluke that he was that successful. And he said, hey, man, line me up against J.J. and see what happens. Now, everybody thinks after the first half that Jair shut him down. Let me tell you exactly what really happened. And Jair, I don't even want to hear him talking all this smack and trash after this game, thinking that he's some sort of beast that lined up one-on-one against J.J. and shut him down individually. That didn't happen, you guys. He had a lot of help. He had safeties rotated over the top intentional safety cheated over the top of him to help him out when he was pressed at the line of scrimmage. He had at times intermediate help as well from the inside. So it's real easy to play press man knowing that, hey, if you make a mistake, as long as you keep your leverage, there's another guy to help you out. So everybody watching this, everybody listening to Jair talk all this smack after the game about how he's this and that. He shut down Justin Jefferson. He didn't do it alone. He did it with help. So uh, two-on-one is a pretty good advantage for pass defense. So um, I don't want to hear it, Jair, and I don't want to hear it from this Packers pass defense. So um, hopefully, you know, we get him next time, and maybe, just maybe he gets his wish. The next time we play next season, he's lined up one-on-one with no help over the top. 
Okay. Um, first of all, just that portion of the take is erroneous because safeties are back there mainly to be that. Safeties. You get man on the outside with safety over the top. That's what you get. A lot of guys get help like that. So to say that is you know, just wrong. Um, secondly, J- again, Jair never said that Justin Jefferson was a fluke. If you listen to the full conversation, he went through the entire defense. He he said, "Look, I'm not I'm not a Superman, but we got, I believe in our backs. I believe in our linebackers. I believe in our line." And then what he was saying was the first time you know 184 yards. That was a fluke, you know, to get that much yardage. Now Justin Jefferson's had a hundred yard game against a lot of teams. Give him credit. But what he was saying was for him to go off like that against us was kind of a fluke. We just didn't play our defense. And correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, you know, again, you can sit there and say that, uh, you know, well, um, Justin Jefferson, you know, he, you know, he was, he was shut down, but it wasn't because of Jair. For the most part, it was. For the most part, it was. Justin Jefferson, five targets. That's it. Five targets. You can say, well, he had safety help. He had this. He had that. But the bottom line was, for the most part, he got shoved to the ground by Quay Walker. So you're right. It wasn't all Jair. But Jair, as a defense, looked at this team and went, Justin Jefferson got one catch for 15 yards. Didn't touch the end zone. That's it. We picked off Kirk Cousins three times. We got to him on a couple of sacks, had one a sack and a strip fumble, and we hit him like nine times. We got him off his mark. But to say that Jair, I don't want to hear Jair talk, Jair can talk all he wants. Because after he did the gritty, after he did that, he was in Justin Jefferson's head. Because I got to think that the league is going to come down with some kind of a, a, a fine on Justin Jefferson for whipping his helmet off and, and accidentally, but hitting the official, which was highlighted slow motion over and over and over again. I, I have a feeling the league's going to going to fine him for that. You better believe it, because he ripped his helmet off while he was still on the field going to the sideline. He was frustrated. So to say he didn't do anything—that's erroneous, man. Come on. Guy played extremely well. Guy Jair played extremely well. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Vikings 41-17 here at Lambeau Field. The game began with Minnesota blocking the Packers' Pat O'Donnell's punt and recovering first and goal at the Green Bay 1. The Vikings had to settle for a field goal. The Packers turned disaster into domination when Keyshawn Nixon went 105 yards on a kickoff return to lead 7-3. Uh, them guys had great blocks for me. They opened it up. I felt like... The open sea, I just ran through it. And I knew I just had one person to beat. And once I passed the kicker, it's party time. Next came safety Darnell Savage with a 75-yard pick six off of Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Savage says he got help from Rasul Douglas. Rasul had great coverage, and I was just, just trying to get to the ball. I see the ball go up. 
grabbed it, and from there, I had a great convoy of blockers in front of me. <laughs> And uh, I was able to get to the house. With the loss, Minnesota falls to 12-4, and four, and they drop to the number three seed in the NFC. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. You know, whether you win or lose, you want to play at a high level. And you want to be process-focused and have your process be really strong. And I think three of our four losses, you know, the, 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 the performance was not strong enough. With the win, if the Packers can beat the Lions at Lambeau Field on Sunday, they'll be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. It gives us a lot of confidence. This is probably the first game all season we played complimentary football in all three phases. Or the way our defense played, forcing turnovers. Offensively, you know, not a huge game stat-wise, but uh, we did a good job of holding on to the football and ran the ball pretty effectively. And then, you know, Keyshawn, what can you say? That's Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens. On the Bill Michaels Show. Happy New Year from our friends at Steady. Second of National Walker's Point. They had a hell of a party. New Year's Eve party. Good stuff down there, good food down there, and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Stenny's a terrific place, as always. I've always said, it's like the Cheers of Milwaukee. And whether it's going down there for a game or just to go down there and take a shuttle to get, one, get to one of the games, uh, whether you want to watch hockey, basketball, football, whatever it happens to be, they've always got something on down there. The food is fantastic. They've upped their game there. And uh, they're building a new one out in Lake Country uh, as we speak. So I can't wait for the new Stenny's out in Lake Country to open up. So looking forward to that as well. But go to Stenny's, second and national, Walker's Point, downtown. And as they say, you should be here. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to be joining us. And uh, we'll talk with him about the breakdown of film and, and, and kind of go through defensively what it is, what I've been talking about for the first hour of the program. And uh, kind of giving Joe Barry a little bit of credit. We'll talk a little bit about the matchup between Jair and Justin Jefferson and that defense of the Green Bay Packers and what they did and how they moved uh, Kirk Cousins off his spot quite often yesterday. So a lot of good stuff there. I um, This one is from Judy who says, do you still see problems with the Packers offense? I do. Uh, I do. Um, and Aaron Rodgers said, look, he hasn't played his best ball. I think play calling at times gets too, too overthought. Um, they haven't been consistent. Uh, the ability to move the ball. I thought they had a couple of drives yesterday that were just brilliant. You know, handoff, quick pass, handoff, quick pass, move the sticks. They they gave it to Lazard. They gave it to Cobb. They gave it to Watson. They were moving the football. And I thought there was a couple of drives they had that that drive they had to close out the third quarter and go into the fourth quarter. I thought that was just, that, that was a thing of beauty. And when they scored on that drive in the first play of the fourth quarter, when uh, when A.J. Dillon did take it in, uh, I, I thought that was that was a thing of beauty. That was well called. So for as much as gr- as much grief at times as I do give Matt Lafleur for the play calling, I thought that was a brilliant drive, a, a really solid. That was a dagger drive right there, and that was pretty much it. But uh, still, the the red zone has become problematic uh, more often than not, and uh, and I still think they have some problems offensively. But overall, just a really really solid game. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, real quick, let's get to our buddy Mike and Whitewater before we get to the top of the hour. Michael, how you doing, pal? I'm doing well, Billy. Hope you are also. I'm doing great. Feeling good. Yeah, great day. Two two things. Nobody said anything about Jefferson after the first game when he was wailing that he owned our defense. Mm-hmm. Correct. I didn't bring it up there, did he? No, he Flat did not. His gubs like he was Superman. And second question real quick is, is Keyshawn on a one-year? 
If he is, we better yes, sign him quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I think they better do it before the end of the year. That guy's going to get some money. Yeah, he's uh, he's earning money every time he touches the football. He's Keyshawn Nixon has been nothing short of fantastic as a returner for this football team, no doubt about it. And and like you said, we need that. <laughs> we haven't had it in what thirty years. Oh God, yeah, it's it's been so long. And the guy's only making he's making under a million dollars. He's only making like nine hundred thousand or something like that. Like you said, we should sign him before he gets yep. away from us. Nope, completely agree, man. Mike, have a good New Year. I'll talk to you soon, pal. Appreciate it. There you go. That's our buddy Mike in Whitewater. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, yeah, just checking real quick. 965000 he's making this year uh, on a one-year deal. But uh, you can guarantee that Keyshawn Nixon uh, is going to be coming back to the Green Bay Packers <laughs> this, this coming offseason. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Any doubt about it. When we come back, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to be joining us. We're going to break down the film from yesterday's contest and talk about all the good, all the bad, all the ugly, all the really good. As the Packers 41-17 just flat out dominated the Minnesota Vikings. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends, our terrific friends at Quick Trip. Yesterday, Mike Clemens and I going up to Lambeau, stopped at Quick Trip, got the 20 cents off a gallon, which was fantastic. And then Mike said, no, I'll buy. I said, well, let me type it in. I typed in the Quick Rewards number. We got a couple of sandwiches for free. I like it. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. Got to use that Quick Rewards number. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, there's going to be some postseason football, hopefully, on that opening drive contest. Love Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.